Good morning and welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for May 14th, 2017. Koyo Kogose here. So very, very glad you joined us on this Mother's Day morning. Well, Mother's Day built-in topic. I looked at my father's book, Everyday Suchness, and his essay on the greatest gift to mother. Today's Mother's Day, as I read this essay. This day is specially set aside to pay tribute to our mothers, even though we should not forget them on, on any day. It is needless to describe the greatness of motherhood and the untold debt of gratitude we owe our mothers. Even when we try to do so, our, our words seem weak and insufficient though our effort is endless. It is said in the Shikangyo, one of the Buddhist sutras, through the love of kind father and merciful mother, men and women are all peaceful and happy. The love of father is higher than the mountains and mother's love is deeper than the ocean. Then in the Daijukyo Sutra, it is said, should there be no Buddha to serve, to serve well your parents is to serve Buddha well. Indeed, we have to realize the vastness of our debt to our parents. Too often we take things for granted. Though we do owe so much to our parents, too often we treat it as a matter of course. More than that, we complain, and some people make their parents suffer. Ren Yoshonin once said, when we become habituated, we do things with our feet, whereas we should do them reverently with our hands. We should be watchful. We should always do our best for our mothers. But what is our best? I believe that our, our best is to see that See to it that mother has no cause to worry and that her expectations about us are fulfilled. We received our bodies from our parents, said Confucius. To care for the body and not harm it is the beginning of filial piety. To become independent and pursue one's life work and to leave one's name to posterity, this is the end of piety. Whether our mothers are living or dead, to give them no cause for worry is the greatest thing. However, we let our mothers worry. Every mother brings up her child with tender care and with thoughts that the child will be a good boy or girl and become the finest type of man or woman playing a worthy role in society. Every one of us should remember mother's loving care and hopes and fulfill her expectations. Mothers are always thinking of us and worrying about us. Then he, in the essay, he tells a story about a true case of Johnny and his mother, Mrs. Yamada, in Central California, and his work and and her worry about Johnny, a young man who worked on the farm and and. Uh, 
starting to hang around with gamblers and drinking and and uh he left early in the morning to drive the vegetables to market and one time he she was always standing at the porch uh in the morning darkness and watched till his taillights disappeared. One time he forgot some cut across the the farm, went in to to get it and then he saw a figure standing in the dark there and said, Hey, who's or it was his mother standing there, and she says, "Yeah, I always stand here, Johnny, and you know, uh, wish that you're going to be safe and everything, and today, and and that uh, you will not be led astray by, you know, uh, friends." And indeed, he he had been starting to hang around with these guys, but this really moved him, and so he stopped hanging around with those guys, and. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, but instead of reading that section, I, uh, I thought I'd tell you my 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 memories. He could have been talking about me when I was in high school. We lived in the north side of Chicago in the uh, uptown area, very urban inner city area, and we're on the third floor of the brick apartment building and. I was in high school, maybe 17 years old or so. And uh, to noon, my I was in my room, and my dad came and said, "Your mom is upset. You better go get her. She left the house, and she's really mad. And and you better go bring her back." And I said, "Oh." And even then, and now trying to remember, I don't remember what I did that made her mad. But I'm sure it was probably my attitude. We we probably had been having some, you know, family interaction and and uh, nothing really emotional, but just my cavalier attitude of teenage years. And you know, you you don't think about the importance of family. You're in your own world, and you just want to be left alone and do your thing and so forth. I'm sure it was something like that. I can't remember the specifics. But anyway, I remember running down the stairs, and there she was walking down Broadway, and and I caught up to her, and I thought that she would, you know, I said, hey, come on back. Hey, Mom, come on back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on back. But she wouldn't come back, and she just kept walking. She was really mad, okay, mad and sad, I guess. She was walking. She was more, more really mad. Disgusted, maybe is the right word, and I had to, you know, walk in next to her and talk and say, oh, I'm, you know, apologizing, say, come on back, and finally she did. Fast forward, maybe uh, four decades or so, uh, we're living in uh, in Skokie, a northern suburb adjacent to Chicago. I was a minister at the Buddhist Temple of Chicago, and. Uh, my mom was in hospice and in home hospice. So we set up a hospital bed in our dining room. And uh, uh, took care of her. And she and to the end, she was very, her mind was clear. She was getting weaker and weaker, but her mind was clear. And one, and I took care of her. I'd be a sort of a routine, uh, 
uh, and physical care. And one day, I was leaning over her, and uh, she grabbed my face with both hands down and gave me about four or five real quick kisses on the cheek. And she said, son, I love you. And I said, oh, I love you too, Mom. And then we hugged. I can still remember that hug. It was so warm hug. And then a few days later, she had passed on. Um, in the article, A Greatest Gift to Mother, that I was reading from, the ending is, um, my father writes, uh, some of us are fortunate to have our mothers living, and some are unfortunate to have lost our mothers. Whether our mothers are living or not, we honor them just the same. On Mother's Day, those of us whose mothers have passed on recall tender moments of her and try to live the kind of life she taught us. And those of us whose mothers are still with us give dinners or gifts and try our best to make them happy. However, among all gifts, comfort, and assurance and fulfillment of mother's expectations are the greatest gifts we can offer her. It certainly is um, nostalgic kinds of feelings that we have when we are, you know, in our autumn years and we think about our parents um, and mothers are so special indeed. Um, Well, today we have a guest to give us a Dharma glimpse, Renee Sayo. She was part of our LM8 group, uh, was inducted as a Brighton lay minister uh, one year ago, and she lives in upstate New York. Um, so let us hear from Renee Sayo. Hello, everyone. Um, My Dharma glimpse this morning is called The Blank Canvas. I recently read a blog written by an artist whose work I admire. She talked about our fear of the blank canvas. I guess it's a fear we all have as an artist. The fear of putting down the first mark on the blank canvas can be overwhelming sometimes. And we often use distractions to prolong our journey into the unknown. Lately, I've been experimenting with new materials and methods in pastels, treading into the uncharted territory but feeling the creative urge to expand my creativity. My new distractions that prevent me from actually going into my studio and paint have been watching YouTube demo videos of different methods used by artists whose style I love. Oh, and I'm spending plenty of hours researching the new and latest materials, the different papers, and, of course, the need for more of the finest and softest pastels on the market. I really have to try that acrylic ink everyone is using as well. Of course, this takes many hours of research and looking at online art catalogs for the best prices. I can't go to my studio and paint until I have made sure that I am totally prepared for my new adventure into the latest realms in the world of pastel. My new and different paper has already arrived but my new box of luxuriously soft handmade pastels won't arrive for another week. So how could I possibly use what I have in my studio? 
I better wait for them to arrive before I start a new painting. A week later, my new pastels finally arrived, and I marvel at their gorgeous colors and how silky soft they feel to the touch. Now I feel I'm ready to create my newest masterpiece. But wait, I can't paint anything until my acrylic inks arrive. After all, they are an important element in my new technique. While I wait another week for them to arrive before I begin to paint, I think I'll do more research online for other supplies I might be needing before I dig in. My inks come in in the mail at the same time a new video demo of my favorite artist comes in my email inbox. I better watch that before I start. I may have missed something in the last video. In the blog I was reading about the fear of the blank canvas, the artist leaves us with just paint. Stop the distractions. Okay, I tell myself, it's time. Just paint something. So I'm ready to tackle a new painting. I'm excited about my new materials and creating a beautiful pastel with them. So what should I paint? I better look at my reference materials and think about this. Just paint something, a voice screams in my head. I thought about all the ways I distract myself from the blank canvas. This thought made me realize how we are distracted in many ways from the blank canvas in our own lives. We often fill ourselves up with meaningless distractions so we don't have to face the blank canvas in our life the canvas that is waiting for us to create, to experience. That blank canvas of no thing is the only way to keep rebirthing ourselves. It must be a clean slate without any marks from the past. Every moment is a new moment to rewrite the script, a fresh start, to be reborn anew. We can't paint over an already done painting. We need a new canvas. Creation always starts from emptiness, the zero still point of no thing, the now moment, the new moment. I can't bring the past with me in a painting. Everything is new as soon as I put the tiniest mark on the blank canvas. When the first mark is drawn, it creates a momentum. It gives me the green light. The canvas is excited, spring to life. Something new is being born, they shout. And the outcome is unknown until the last mark is placed on the painting. Every moment is new. No past, no future. I am always thrilled when I complete a painting, a birthing, something from nothing. I want my life to be more like that, the natural way, the beauty way, the way we were born to live. After all, we are the creators of our universe. Our natural, true nature is creative and spontaneous. Let us forever welcome and embrace the blank canvas. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you very much. Wow. You know, what a great Dharma glimpse in terms of integrating or relating together uh, two different topics, sort of. You know her her artist professional artist work, and then uh, I hadn't mentioned that Renee is a has a degree, fine arts degree and she's a you know uh, professional artist. Um, 
and talking with it when she's talking was talking about new materials and so forth. You know, that's the uh, the real nitty gritty of being an artist. I re- somewhere I, I recall uh, from somewhere I recall uh, two artists. You know, when two artists get together, they don't talk about art, about uh, theories or you know the theory of art or the history of art or anything. You know what they talk about? They talk about hey, where can we? Where, do you know a good place to get the paint? <laughs> you know. Nitty gritty practical things like that. I thought that was, um, and then whenever we, my father always talked about a phrase, meaningful creative life, and creativity um, is so key. Creative life, that free, that spontaneous, that great natural way. Um, everyday mind is the Buddha mind. And as we follow along with Renee's beginning of her Dharma glimpse, then and saying, well, an artist looks, has a blank canvas in front of the person and um, yeah, you kind of hesitate because there's some conditioning involved that has to do with perfection. It has, and then there's procrastination and distractions, huh? uh, uh, hesitation in terms of, not, you know, messing something up or not being sure where what the idea is that you're going to put try to put down on that blank canvas. Um. And then all of a sudden, hey, every moment in one's life is a blank canvas. It's a new moment, brand new blank canvas. And that blank canvas in philosophy refers to sunyata, the absolute emptiness or absolute nothingness. You know, the blank canvas is, and it's often said that from that comes everything. Uh, it's, what I envision is when there's a blank canvas there, it, it holds all potentialities. Could be a child scribbling, which might have its own beauty and so forth, or it might hold some master's, uh, you know, Rembrandt masterpiece will be done on that blank canvas. That whole dimension, all the potentialities, everything is pregnant in there. Uh, And then whenever I think about creativity and artists and the phrase artist of life, I'm sure this is a common phrase, one's life, you're an artist of your own life. Um, And when we think of art, we do think of creativity. And we're not sure of, art does itself. All great art for sure. You know, of course we might have some plans and so forth, but 
many, many times, I'm sure, all artists, when they look at, when they do reflect upon the creative process, knows that art does itself. You might have some very different ideas what to do, but when you start doing it, oh, when you start doing it, okay, before you start doing it, of course, you got a lot of plans, preparations, and everything. But when you start doing it, something comes alive, and and artists know how to go with, or as the Dharma glimpse expression was, how to embrace one's blank canvas. So wonderful. That's all for today's broadcast. Until next time, keep going. And you have a wonderful, beautiful day. <laughs>